In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. senses and challenge your beliefs a world where science and religion clash or do they you will meet real people and hear real stories but you will not believe you will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds but you will not believe this is the new england ghost project welcome to the nightmare good evening everyone and welcome to another edition of ghost chronicles Next Generation. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsink. And with me, all the way from East Bridgewater, where I'm sure it's got to be warmer than the nine degrees we have here, the blonde bombshell herself, Ian Kerrigan. Well, good evening. No, I think it's about seven here. Is it really? <laughs> it's freezing. What would you get up to for a high today? Uh, I think it was 14. Yeah, was, we had 14. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was talking to Anna, the producer, and she said it was uh, in the 70s today. That was, That's a shame. Oh, geez, I bet they're freezing. They must have their winter <laughs> coats on. <laughs> well, it's winter in New England. You know, what are you going to do? It is what it is. Yeah, there you go. So, right. anyways, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation right here on Tojinet Pararex Ghost Channel and beyond. So we've got a pretty busy show tonight. We have actually two guests coming on. We're going to talk about the ghosts of uh, Plymouth in the beginning of the show and then ghosts of Boston in the second half of the show. So awesome. That's going to be kind of neat. Have you and, ever been on one of those lantern tours? You know what? Before I even um, was interested in ghosts at all, uh, I took my family to uh, Williams. Uh, VA, you know, the historic Williamsburg. Yeah, Colonial Williamsburg. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was, uh, that was my first uh, ghost tour, an only ghost tour, actually. Ah. Yeah. So that was kind of neat. And that got me into seeing uh, what ghost tours were about and everything. But Mm -hmm. even then, after that, it was, uh, you know, it was, I don't know, it just, uh, you never thought I'd be doing this or whatever. Anyway. <laughs> it all just evolved. It, evolved. it did, it did. I've never been on a lantern tour myself. I've given oh, one, really, but I've They're a lot of fun. They really are in, in all, all fairness. I mean, of course, I do the the haunted uh, Fort and Lighthouse tours in the summertime for the Friends of Portsmouth Lighthouse, and, and those are always good, and they, they raise a a good chunk of change for the uh, organization as well, which is mm. good as as well. But uh, I, I would like to go on some of these. I mean, you and I have had a couple of invitations to go, and we'll have to try getting to one of these, either the Salem one. I know there was, was, I, there was a bunch of them that we've had on. But anyways, uh, I think that's uh, something to be fun to do. Excellent. I would definitely like to do that. Yeah. Anyway. I'm always up for a good ghost story. 
The arrow is a first, everything. You're a good ghost. You're an up girl, that's what you are. <laughs> anyway, oh, I, I want to make, uh, of course, the announcement that uh, uh, Spur Quest will be October 4th through the 6th this weekend, this year. So oh, that's going to be awesome. So I'm excited. Steve Parsons will be coming over from the U.K., and I've got some extra, some new and interesting people that will be coming in as well. So nice. new events, new stuff. So it'll mm-hmm. be fun. Anyways, without further ado, uh, I want to bring on our uh, guest. She is the owner and proprietor of uh, the Lantern Ghost Tours of Plymouth. Uh, Diane, you there? I am here. Yes, I am. Hi, Diane. How are you? I'm just fine, thank you. And how are you tonight? Cold, very cold. cold. <laughs> <laughs> That's today's stock answer. Yes, it is. Yeah. So, Diane, you, you do ghost tours, and, and the name of your company and the website is? We're Colonial Lantern Tours, and our website is lanterntours.com. There you go. And I Excellent. Think that That's up on our Facebook page. If anybody's interested, hop right. on there. Which, which is what? You can uh, actually go on our Facebook page if you have a question and pretend you like us and, <laughs> and we'll be happy to do that you can like <laughs> us too <laughs> we'll like and ghost go. chronicles next generation is our facebook page so mm-hmm. that's where we're at and that's where we'll have any links up during the show there Great. you go and uh we uh not to be confused with the rest of the ghost chronicle pages is ghost chronicle morning edition which uh is another radio show that I do, and also Ghost Chronicles International. So, I mean, there you go. <laughs> That's a busy guy. So, so us. <laughs> there you go, Diane, pretty much. Diane, I have to ask you about these beautiful lanterns. Aren't the, they cool? Uh, the punch tin. Is that yes, they are? beautiful. They're gorgeous. Where where do you, like, was that a traditionally? Well, yes. Um, actually, when we started doing our tours 30 years ago, um, 30 years? What would you do when you were like six? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I was a teacher in the Plymouth schools for 33 years, and yeah. um, I actually did a grant with Plymouth Plantation, and I was a teacher liaison, which is where I got hooked on the history, uh, and then started to do these walking tours in Plymouth with the history, first with children and then with adults. Um, had the idea that doing them in the evening, we actually had uh, some guest uh, convention that was staying at the Sheridan Hotel at the time, and uh, they were looking for something to do in the evening, and this is where we came up with this idea. And through the Old North Church, we were able to come up with a source for buying these punched tin handcrafted lanterns. Mm. Uh, they're not cheap. They uh, retail for about $40 a piece. Mm-hmm. They have candles in them, and they're beautiful. They're, they're replicas of the kinds of lanterns that would have been used in the 17th century, even right here in Plymouth. Mm-hmm. That's nice. What was the purpose? I mean... Did with why would they have a lantern with all these little holes in it? <laughs> yes, well, I think they don't shed a whole lot of light. And the idea was that uh, they were actually even called hurricane lanterns uh-huh. uh, in that time period. Certainly, if you uh, if your fire went out, it was not we didn't they didn't have butane lighters like we use today to light them. Right. And right. so, uh, what's interesting about that particular design is even in heavy wind and rain, the candle does not go out. Oh, so it was okay. more to transport your candle and get it from place to place. And probably when you went into the barn or wherever you were headed, you would take the candle out and put it in a glass-enclosed type lantern. 
Oh, okay. Now I see. Glad I asked. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's why when the guides ask if a hurricane is coming, if we're doing the tour, I say, of course, we have hurricane lanterns. Ah. But, um, of course, we don't do them in a hurricane, but we do them in some pretty interesting weather conditions. <laughs> <laughs> Probably snow in New England. <laughs> <laughs> I just pretty much run April through November, and we will do them uh, off-season, you know, if there's a request and a guide's available. And, cool. of course, there's not enough snow to cover the, the paths we were yeah. for. <laughs> What I have to ask you, uh, Diane, is that originally you said you did history tours. When, when did you switch over to the the ghost tours, and, and, and what type of reaction did you get? Was was there really interest in it, or was it, did you uh, meet with some uh, resistance? Well, what's interesting is that as we were doing these history tours, it seemed almost every night people would ask, do you know any good ghost stories? And I, I think people were experiencing those in... Gettysburg, Williamsburg, and assumed that a town as old as Plymouth would have ghost stories to go with it. And actually, it was my husband, who is his family business, he said, oh, it's probably been a good 18 years ago, let's do a ghost tour around Halloween. And um, we didn't have the stories at that time, but we talked to our guides. We have about 10 guides that work for us. We said, see, let's see if we can come up with some great stories. And to me, what was interesting, what was important as a teacher and a lover of history was that they, they had a history connection. They weren't just some made-up, woo-woo kinds of stories. So um, we came up with about a dozen stories that had a connection with the various historic spots in Plymouth. And that particular year, uh, the newspaper did an article about our ghost tour, didn't say by reservation only, and much to our shock and surprise, <coughs> large crowds were showing up to hear these oh. great ghost stories. Ah. The whole thing got launched. Um, we then incorporated it nightly, uh, history plus a ghost tour, and the stories keep coming all the time. So it's been about a good 18 years, and we are always amazed at the things that keep happening, the orbs that show up in people's pictures, the experiences the guides have on the tour. It's It's been really a fun experience. Now, as a, you taught history, you said, right? You said, I, did, did I right. get that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, so I, taught, taught, I taught elementary school, and I taught yeah, history was part of it. Mm -hmm. Taught you right, okay. Did I mean? Did, you, you certainly didn't teach ghosts in elementary school, right? I mean, <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> so was it was it even awkward for you? I mean, to to make this change? I, I would say at first it wasn't. I was more comfortable with the history as a teacher than I was with the ghosts. But as the response of the uh, people that we took on the tour, they loved the stories. Mm -hmm. We go up through the graveyard. We go up into Burial Hill, which is yeah. one of the oldest cemeteries in America. Love and it, yeah. uh, so just to walk through that with your candle and and hear some of the stories pertaining, you know, to some of the graves there, that, and then get into some of the alleyways right there in the center of town with the cobble, cobblestone mm -hmm. uh, path, it's, it's, you know, it's really um, has a great impact on the people who, who participate. Oh, I love Burial Hill. Folks, I, I was going to say, to uh, are you allowed to go into it at night, the, the cemetery? We actually, we actually are. There's a sign that says the cemetery closes at dusk. Um, exactly. But we, we, yes, but we have, you know, the town has permitted us to do that. So, yes, we do go into Burial Hill. They have special dispensation. We do. There you go. So like me. They have the awesomest stones in Burial Hill. Fantastic stones. Oldest stone dates back to 1681, and so to 
as we look at these old epitaphs and carvings, it, uh, it's just in the daytime, it's, it's really quite amazing. Right. You're going to have to take me cemetery trip in there, kid. Oh, you've never been there? No, of course not. Oh, we're going there. That's, well, that's you the still next... have to come on our tour for sure. Yes. Well, oh, oh, there yes. you go. That's, that's our next next cemetery. You, you know trip what? Around. I mean, it, it, it's just a. I mean, I go. Anne got me into this cemetery trip, and where you, where you go, and it's, <laughs> it, it's it's really cool. I mean, you you look at the old cemeteries, you look at the history of it, you look at the people with the stones and and the, the symbols on it and everything else, and it's really a cool thing. It's a it's a, a good experience, uh, and and it's not sacrilegious. A lot of people think that it is, but it isn't. You're really honoring the dead. You're really are because uh, you know you're taking pictures of their things, and that's what they're there for is, is to be remembered. So by doing that, it's you know you're really honoring them. But anyways, to be able to do that at night, uh, we used to do it in Salem uh, about ten years ago, and, and then that got squashed. But uh, it, it is totally a different experience, and 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 to go with a, an experienced guide uh, like you in your uh, group, it, it it and with lens, it must be simply amazing. It is. There's one particular grave. The story is very historic. It's about a shipwreck that happened in Plymouth in uh, in 17. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, 1778. And uh, well, the ship was named after Benedict Arnold, and the oh. ship ran aground right after Christmas Eve. And so we stand in the spot where 60 men are buried that froze to death in our harbor. And so what's exciting to me is to give the history along with the ghost stories that have evolved out of this mass grave. Um, is, uh, we do a lot of student tours in the springtime and, uh, because we're able to weave the history in with the ghost stories, which certainly captures, uh, you know, junior high, high school kids. <laughs> Absolutely. So what, so have these men, I mean, have they been seen? Have people seen ghosts of these shipwrecked sailors or... Well, we had, we've had a few experiences. One of our guides was standing in there telling a story, and she had a very large crowd, and she could feel the breath of someone on her cheek, and she could hear them breathing, and you know, felt very strongly there was someone standing behind her. And she finished the story and turned around, and there was no one standing there, and uh, she won't stand in that same spot anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we, we had another guide that was standing in that location, and she felt something swoop out of the sky and smack her in the forehead. <gasps> staggering her back just as she was starting the tour. And she said, did you just see that? And oh the group said, no, no. She thought it was an owl, maybe a bat or something. Oh. It just, you know, come out of the, the really? back. And it felt, it, it, it hit, went through her like it gave her a headache, you know, it was a cold, the cold of it. And oh. the man standing next to her said, I didn't see it, but I felt it like an ice knife. And he started to cry. And she started <gasps> to cry. Oh, my God. So this is kind of, you know, we don't have too many of those kind of experiences, but we have enough that, that you know, like, I'm like, wow, you know. How do you explain that? That is bizarre. Wow. Amazing. And if if, if you, I mean, if you go on this tour, how 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 long uh, walking is it? Is it is it a, a really a long walk, or is it? Uh, well, the route is about a mile in 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 all at a very leisurely pace. But the thing about I history tour is no serious steps to climb. Our ghost tour, if you, if you know Burial Hill, you know that you've got some pretty steep stairs to climb to get into the graveyard. That's mm-hmm. the only drawback for people that might have difficulty walking. Um, we recommend more of a history tour for people that might have, you know, problems up and down staircases. But 
<laughs> Other than that, uh, and and if we have uh, advance notice, uh, I've taken wheelchairs and and people with handicaps in a nut, in a different entrance and around. Mm-hmm. We're on a private tour uh, where oh. we can get them in the graveyard. But um, it, we go through the graveyard. We go down through the center, the historic district. We go into an alleyway, a Spooner Alley that. It's got a little girl ghost character. Um, Ooh. Go through another alley called uh, La Baron Alley and up through Leiden Street, which was the site of the original Pilgrim Village. Mm-hmm. So there's all sorts of stories. Uh, can't even fit them all in on one tour. <laughs> I bet. Now, I'm not really familiar with the streets in Plymouth. I mean, if I was down there walking, you know, I'd know mm-hmm. where I was going, but I don't know the names. So yeah. I wanted to ask about um, the BBC down there, the British Beer Company, mm-hmm. they have they have that pub down there, yeah. and that is so old. I mean, it's, that's, it's, that's on that's Middle Street. Middle that's Street. That's, that's right in the center of um, of you know where a tour goes around that area. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I just wondered if there was there were any ghost stories about that particular, you know, right in that area because I was just I mean we were in there one night and I'm like this place just is so old. I mean they. <laughs> They have like but a trap door a behind the bar. Uh, yeah, about a block <clears throat> block away, we've got two or three really cool stories. Actually, all around there. Not mm-hmm. uh, not at that particular building. I don't have a story, but mm-hmm. um, the street next to it is North Street. We've got three or four stories for North Street. Mm-hmm. The alleyway that you know, runs right next to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. No, there's lots of ghost stories right around that vicinity. Oh. Is, that's the that's the area that dates back to you know 1620s. So. Oh, that's cool. That's very cool. Can you tell us the story about the little girl? <laughs> well, still all, all of this stuff, you know. <laughs> well, okay. well, I won't tell all my story. I'll give the whole stories away. But the, basically, that story came. Um, I had hired a guide that, for a historic house uh, called the uh, Spooner House, which is right on North Street, right by the alley. The alley is called Spooner Alley, mm-hmm. and uh, she was. She told me that she felt, she was doing history, but she told me she felt it was haunted by a little girl ghost. And she mm-hmm. said the painters came to do work there, you know, a good 15, 18 years ago, and they um, brought their, uh, their ladder down the side alley. When they got to the door, the man's like, I don't have the key. And he turned to his partner to say, do you have a key? And he claimed at that moment the door opened and a little girl in a white nightgown was standing in the doorway. Oh, and he turned wow. and said, oh I don't need a key. Someone's here. And he said that again, and she had vanished, but the door was wide open. So that was the first sighting. Now, a psychic that came on our tour gave us the name of Abigail Townsend and said she died from an infected tooth. Um, There have been all sorts of sightings in that area of the little girl in the white nightgown. And so we have more embellishment on the story, uh, which is a very interesting story. And, again, people get in the alley and many of them feel a sense of her presence. Mm. Wow, that's 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 a neat ghost story. That's like a, you know, <laughs> you wonder how many things happen to people who are just, you know, they're going about their business, ordinary people, right, doing their work, right. and boom, it happens. You know, we're out there looking for it, and nothing happens. <laughs> well, thing, you all. can't prom- you can't promise people that you know all sorts of sightings will happen on the tour, but. Right. People come with the cameras, and the things that get captured, they'll you know they'll send us uh, e- emails with pictures that they've taken and <clears throat> or experiences. Um, one of the ones that I love is the lady that emailed me that said her mother had been on another guide's tour, and the guide had said if your lantern goes out of this location, 
you're going to take the ghost home with you. And the woman didn't say anything. Her lantern went out at that time, and they called her daughter. They lived up in New Hampshire to say that she had a collection of little ceramic bunny rabbits, and they were all in different places in her living room. So she was quite spooked that she had brought the ghost home. Wow. You want to hear it? It's fun. It's fun, you know. (laughs) You want to hear a funny story that happened to... uh, uh, two little old ladies from uh, New Hampshire. Actually, they went to America Stonehenge up here in Salem, New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyways, they went there. And then the next day they came back uh, to the museum and they went up to the girl and they, they had two rocks and they brought them and they put them down on the counter. And I said, we took these here last week and we'll give them back. We don't want them. And, and the, girl <laughs> says, the girl says, well, you could have them. It's no problem. She says, no, you don't understand. We don't want them. She said they took them home, and uh, that night there was a nine-foot Indian that showed up in their uh, living room. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I mean, you get independent, you know, stories like that. It's it's interesting. Uh, maybe there is something that uh, we really don't know about. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I just can't imagine you. I mean, were you did you believe in ghosts growing up? Not necessarily, no. And I came from a pretty strict Catholic background where, yeah. you know, yeah. it's like, you know, it's like kind of that was taboo. <laughs> I didn't talk yeah. about that. I mean, that's what I am, too. I'm, I'm still a devout Catholic. Um, but the, uh, I, I would imagine it, it must have been, you, you must have that uneasiness the first tour you did in the cemetery at night. I mean, it must have been kind of a little awkward for you. Well, it's kind of funny because I just don't have that fear. You know, I, I can. Really? Oh, that's cool. I, I walk. I walk around like sometimes the guides will call me and they say they're short on lanterns or whatever, and I don't have a problem like parking my car in the parking lot and running up into the graveyard and finding mm-hmm. out where they are and delivering extra lanterns. I don't know. Maybe I should have more fear, but for some reason it just doesn't strike me that way. So yeah. Uh, everybody, everybody has their own demons, you know, and, and I've seen I've seen actually, you know, uh, big burly men uh, refuse to go into a cellar or, or uh, to walk into a certain place. Uh, so we, even, you know, we all have these little fears of ours. Mm-hmm. Well, what, what I find interesting on the tour is we try to have a, a place in the tour where people can tell us their stories, you know, with things that happened to them. And it's just amazing to me. The experiences, like you say, the grown men that have had experiences, or the nurse, you know, who's dealt, dealt with the dying and, and her experiences with the. Oh, that's yeah. Those that. are the saddest. Yeah, yeah. those are. Uh, so I'm to me, it's a exploration, uh, and I don't find it terrifying. I find it fascinating. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Then. I did that's too. Cool. I have a question. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, I wanted to say one of the uh, stories we came across. It comes from the. Uh, 1700s. It was it, 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 the setting is the late 1700s. It was written in the early 1800s about a woman from the neighboring town of Plymouth called Plimpton uh, that was considered to be a witch, and she cursed the whole family, and they all died tragic deaths. Mm-hmm. And so it's been at least five years that we've designed a special tour just weekends before Halloween with costume characters, and we recreate this story that totally fascinates me. Uh, that we, we have found graves that connect to the story. We have found places that connect to the story of a woman named Elizabeth Crew who cursed the family. So it's part legend, but it's, uh, it's just a real fun story. We have a blast, the guides, and I have a blast doing that around Halloween time. That's just what I was going to ask you about. 
I was going to yeah. say, can you can you tell me about Mother Crew? <laughs> How did you know about Mother Crew? Well, I I think I actually, Diane, I think I actually talked to you at um, one of um, it was uh, kind of a spooky South Coast event. Oh, probably um, the South Coast. Yes, yes. Yeah. I was at that South Coast event. Yes. Yes, and I think I talked to you about Mother Crew because we you mm-hmm. were trying to find her grave. Yes, we still haven't found her grave, but uh, again, the story comes from a book written in the 1800s, mm-hmm. uh, and it's written inside of another story, and we mm. pull that story, the story of Mother Crew, together out of it. And um, we, again, we believe that there's some. In fact, just recently, I was contacting the Plimpton Library and um, historians, and they there is a crew farm. And a ring road, and those are key characters that, that fit into the story. Oh, so, that's funny. Again, I have a friend who lives on Ring Road. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and it's maybe, maybe, ring, you know, that maybe you're the witch. Who knows, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> so uh, it, it's it's just an amazing story, and uh, we we you know we enjoy working with that story. Oh, yep. That is exactly what I wanted to ask you about. So you answered it before I asked it. So there. <laughs> that's spooky. Yeah. Uh, so I know we're just about out of time, believe it or not. Uh, anything you would like to add or anything you have coming up? Or uh, you, you definitely want to give out your website again, but even though I says we do have it yeah, on. Yeah, uh, it's lanterntours.com, lantern, www.lanterntours.com. And uh, our phone number's on there, which is the same number you called me on. People can call anytime. Uh, and make a reservation, and um, we'll be happy to accommodate them. We do uh, also student groups, not with the ghost, but in the daytime. I, I, I will take groups up on Burial Hill, student groups, and we do a whole uh, where the students are the guides, where they go through the graveyard and they find certain historic graves, and we have plaques that they can actually do rubbings on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we try, you know, being the teacher, I love connecting adults and uh, kids with the history mm-hmm. as well as the ghost stories. Oh, and I'm thinking we should do a cemetery tripping tour. Oh, yeah. And and we could connect. Oh, we could, oh this is good. I'm thinking we'll talk. <laughs> okay. All right, we'll talk. <laughs> That's awesome. Plymouth, Plymouth is so one I, of my favorite places. It's a wonderful place. Mm-hmm. It has so much term well, in every way. Well, Diane, thank you so much for being on the show, and the best of luck with your tours. So evidently, you don't need them if you've been doing it for 30 years, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, we, you know, there's some bumps in the road, all different reasons, and so we appreciate yeah. uh, any publicity and uh, opportunity to share share with people. So we thank you, and we hope to see both of you in Plymouth. There you awesome. go. Thanks so thank much. Thank you, Diane. You have a good night. Stay all warm. Right. Okay, thanks. Yeah, bye. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more. 
all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place and oasis in this hectic world. And welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Anne, and we're talking about ghost tours. <laughs> Ghosty tours. And uh, before we before we dive into the rest of the show, I just wanted to take a moment, and um, I just wanted to say I have a friend, my friend Colleen, who um, has uh, cancer, and she's not doing so well, and I'd just like to ask uh, our listeners if they would be good enough to maybe say a prayer for her or send some healing energy out to my friend Colleen Beltramini. She's been on our show before, and she's one of my one of my ghost hunting buddies, and uh, we go way back. We went to high school together, so if you could all take a moment, I'd, uh, I'd love for you to do that, and I'd really appreciate it. There you so, go. So let's, uh, let's dive into the next portion. Well, we'd love to, but we don't have a guest yet. Oh, we don't? <laughs> well, my goodness, where is he? In voicemail, evidently. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it'll be here shortly. So anyways, I, I do want to mention that uh, you're going to be doing a special event with uh, me at uh, – you're coming to my paranormal study group on the third – what day is that? The third – third, 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 third. Tell what? me. <laughs> third Tuesday in February, whatever that is. The third uh, Tuesday in February is – Go look at the stupid calendar. Third Tuesday in February is the 19th, 19th. February 19th. 19th. February 19th, you will yes. be up, up here at Circles of Wisdom uh, addressing my paranormal study group on uh, cemeteries and some the stone symbolisms and so forth. Yes, sir. So, yes, sir. Uh, going to be I'm a excited. lot of fun. It better not snow. That's all I have to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every time I go to Circles of Wisdom... Or anywhere, like, this time of year to, to do anything with Ron, it snows. <laughs> Excuse me? It does. At this time mm. of year, it's yeah. either pouring rain or it's snowing. Whatever. <laughs> but I love it, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway. <laughs> the... Um... The other thing I do want to mention, too, is that on, uh, what's the date, February, I mean, why, why don't you have all my dates in front of me? What's up with that? Uh-huh, you're a mess tonight. I am. I'm terrible. But in April, April, April something or other, first week in first, April. Yeah. The fourth? First week, first week in April. Right. Uh, we will be with uh, Jeff Belanger in the Hooten Mansion uh and Spooky South Coast will be there as part of his Legend Tripping thing. So uh, you can get tickets if you go to Legend Tripping uh, website, and you can see that. Okay. So, anyway, so anyways, I just got a, a note from our producer, Danner, and she says that uh, he will be calling in shortly. Okay. So his, Very good. So his wife, wife is going to grab him by the ear and uh, yes. put him to the phone. <laughs> I was just going to say, if, I mean, if we're going to go cemetery tripping at Burial Hill, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a pretty...
pretty cool place. And if you go on um, my Cemetery Tripping Facebook page. Oh, what is that? What is that? I um, It's just Cemetery Tripping. Yeah. And, and you can search for it on Facebook. There's actually, uh, I think there's a link to it on our Ghost Chronicles page. It should be under the likes. Let me see. It says see all. Uh, yes, go. Cemetery yeah. Tripping. Go to our Ghost Chronicles Next Generation page. Go to our likes, and then Cemetery Tripping is in there. And uh, But I have a whole album of Burial Hill. Oh, you don't? Do? Yes, and uh, they are awesome. Now, you know, one of the things I, I, I thought was interesting, did you, she said that you do grave rubbings on her tour? She said, what she said was they have plaques that, ah. that the kids can rub. They're probably reproductions of okay. the stones because obviously they're not going to let you uh, do a grave rubbing of a stone from, you know, the 1680s. <laughs> um, so I, that's probably what she meant. Okay. That's anyway, right. speaking about uh, Diane, uh, we have our next guest in line, and he is uh, Tom, and he is also part of the Lantern Tours, uh, Colonial Lantern Tours, and he does the uh, Boston stuff. So we're going to talk about Boston ghosts now. Tom, you there? Yes, I am. Hi. Yeah, we can get a hold of you. What's up with that? Ghosts got in the line? <laughs> yeah, ghost. Ghost made it not ring, I guess. I don't know. I had some lights blown out in the house earlier, so who knows? Uh, really? <laughs> you, you know you go trash around with all these ghosts, and that's what happens. Sometimes you take your work home with you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it, it's so funny because Diane just told us about two girls from, um, where were they? From, uh, oh, New Hampshire that went on yeah. one of the tours, and her lantern went out, and the, the I guess the dossier had told her that if the lantern went out, then the, you're going to take a ghost home. And they swear when they get home, all this stuff was messed up and everything. So who knows? You maybe uh, people do you. talk about that sort of thing happening for sure. Yeah. There's a lot of a lot of stories, and um, we've, I've been doing this for almost 30 years. I mean, full time, 10 years. Mm-hmm. But uh, we've been doing it for a long time, and it's it's just interesting because the the stories that people tell, I mean, it's, um, you don't get to experience with them, but I mean, so many people with a similar story, um, it's definitely, you know, something to it. Mm-hmm. Now, where yeah. do your, where do your tours go? Do you, are you in the, like the Granary and, um, King's Chapel, that area? Yeah, our Boston, um, Ghost and Legend Tour, we've been doing it since 2001. Mm-hmm. And, um, the first night we did it for, um, 90 uh, advanced placement uh, history students from Tampa, Florida. Mm. And and it was uh, actually all girls, and they were all um, tall and blonde and pretty. <laughs> and it was, it, and it was um, Easter Sunday, so there was nobody in the city. It was just empty, like a ghost town. Okay. And for the door, so it was perfect. And we were walking around the city. There were three um, tour guides. I was one of them, and then there were two other um, tour guides. We had it. You know, we take them out in groups of about 30 mm-hmm. so that everyone can hear us and all that. So as we um, went around, it was, you know, it was really striking with the, walking around with the lanterns our first night, especially with no cars out there or anything like that. And uh, someone from National Geographic was out like, looking around, taking pictures in the city um, because it was a quiet night. And they uh, got it all on film. They asked if it was okay. You know, they took tons of pictures of it mm-hmm. our first night out. But... Um, 
We start right at the, the Living Room Boston uh, restaurant, which is 101 Atlantic Ave. Mm-hmm. Oh, And wow. then um, it's right across from the Kennedy Rose Garden and Christopher Columbus Park, Long Wharf Marriott, right in that area. Okay. And it's a really old building. It was the first of the old buildings to be restored. Um, and it worked out so well with this one that they, they did the rest of them, like over in the King Hall area. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Mr. Galvin, who was our Secretary of State, ran that whole project over there. So oh, yeah. Was yeah. Way back in the, like in the 70s. But they used to call that part of the city the dump. And, um, <laughs> you know, it's been beautifully restored, yeah. And um, there are supposedly, you know, some ghosts in the building where we start. We start right inside the, the building. It's called the Mercantile Building. And it's a huge building that was actually twice the size that it is today. It was twice and half. Um, mm-hmm. For the highway project, when we had the elevated expressway through the city, right. made out of steel, mm-hmm. and um, now they've ripped that all down and put it all underground in the big dig. Right. Um, but so we start right there, and then we go out and we go over to the big dig, and we talk about you know all the tunnels that that used to be under the city, and of course now it's kind of you know history repeating itself, where we have you know a whole famous tunnel network today as well. Right. It's a big dig, which is. Um, you know, leaking a little bit more than they, they projected. <laughs> Just that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but so wow. we start over there and then go up through, um, like, you know, Faneuil Hall, Quincy Market area. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we visit, you know, Faneuil Hall, which um, has a whole interesting history associated with uh, Peter Faneuil having horrible recurring nightmares and waking up in cold sweats um, okay. with these visions that he was having in his sleep about... Um, not being remembered. He was actually in his dreams coming back to Boston as a ghost after he was deceased. And, um, really? Wow. And as he was visiting around the city in his dream, uh, nobody remembered him at all. Uh, and so he was, he was very concerned about this um, because part of his, I guess, deal with the inheritance was that he never kept married which meant that he wouldn't have children to, you know, pass things on to. So he was very concerned about not being remembered, and that motivated him to um, build the Faneuil Hall because he wanted to be, you know, well-remembered. Uh-huh. And, and today, so he is. <laughs> it's funny, yeah, because today, I mean, they get 19 million visitors a year there. It's more visitors than Disney. And even uh-huh. though technically it's Quincy Market, you know, everybody calls it Faneuil Hall. Right. Um and it's not even really the name of the place, I mean, where the visitors go. Daniel Hall is just the museum over there, but, uh, you know, everyone calls it that. It's funny that that was his, sort of his mission, and, uh, you know, he, he accomplished it pretty well. He sure did. Wow. Got some little... Uh... But, um, what, I don't know what else on the route. I mean, we do go to the Granary Burial Ground. We go to the uh, King's Chapel Burial Ground, and then also, you know, the Boston Common, which is Boston's biggest burial ground, I think. Mm-hmm. Every inch of it, at one time or another, someone got buried in there. Right. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pretty, yeah. pretty big. So how did you how, how did you expand from Plymouth to Boston? I mean, that's kind of a, not like down the street. Or is... Well, um, we've always done tours, you know, like all over New England with our company, so we don't just uh-huh. do ghost tours. So we've had experience doing tours in Boston for years and years. Oh, and, um, okay. You know, people just were asking for, you know, you know, do you do this anywhere else? You know, that, that our clients would come in, um, like those folks from Tampa in 2001, they had done the tour in Plymouth, and then there was nothing available on Easter 
Sunday, nobody would, you know, open the doors for them because it was like a holiday or whatever. So we agreed to do the tour in Boston for them. And then um, once we had done it there a couple of times, it was, uh, you know, just made sense. And, uh, you know, the, the folks at the building there, um, the guy who owns the building is, you know, a very generous person at letting us work out of there. And, mm-hmm. um, there's, you know, now there's, since we started there, now there's four other tour companies in the building. Really? Uh, bicycle tours, the Segway tours started there, but grew out of that place and had to move down to Hanover Street. Mm-hmm. But it just, you know, turned out to be a good, um, you know, set for his, you know, place there because they had originally designed it to be a little bit of a mall, but, um, you know, that they just didn't have the tenants for a mall retail or whatever. So turns out tours was a good thing for his business as, <laughs> as well. So, so now just, you... Uh, like everybody working together, yeah. Yeah. Now, so just to clarify, so for the people who are listening, they can find you in Boston through the same website, the, the LanternTours.com? LanternTours.com, yeah. We just have the one website right okay. at the moment. So, we, might, we might add a Boston one. I don't know. You know okay. Uh, just so people know, if they're interested in going to Boston, it's the same link that we already have on our Ghost Chronicles Next Generation Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um, you can you can click on the link and you can choose if you click on tours there's Boston Ghosts and Legends and then there's also you know the Plymouth as well so just so folks know and then there's you know a lot of um you know stories of Boston too like the you know the Boston massacre um, right i mean I, you know I, I mean there's lots of death and you know, because Boston is one of our oldest cities in in America. So, I mean, is it just the ghosts from the past, or, or do you run into some modern day gross, uh, gross, yeah, ghosts? <laughs> well, we we kind of stick with the, um, you know, the the ghost stories are, you know, we we draw them from you know older stories. So we're not, I, you know, I don't consider myself to particularly to be like a ghost hunter, even though I've. I've gone out with a lot of ghost hunters, but I, I don't find the time to just stay up all night saying, did you hear that? And <laughs> running the camera for it and all that. It's just, like, not that particularly interesting. But, like, the historical research of the stories, like, you have, um, you know, one of the things that motivated the Boston Massacre was these young boys that were upset with the British soldiers because they'd heard so many stories. And they actually hit one of the guys in the face with an ice ball, a snowball, because it had snowed that day, March Seventh, uh, I believe it was. I'd have to look at my notes exactly. It was March seventh or March twelfth, um, and it was a snowstorm, kind of late in the season. But they hit one of the guards with an ice ball because they had heard about uh, you know this this uh, woman being raped and murdered by the British soldiers down in Connecticut. Mm. And a lot of people um, talk about the the Maud's grave down there in Sterling, Connecticut, where they claim to see the ghost of this little girl. Mm-hmm. Um, down there, and there's a lot of historical research when you get into it that people um, say there's confusion that the little girl was not raped and murdered by the British soldiers, that it was another uh, a Native American older woman. But you know, people claim to see the ghost of this little girl down at Hell's Hollow Road, and you know, either way, these guys were up to some bad activities, and the kids were upset with them all these stories that they heard, right. and so they decided to be okay to hit the man in the face with a snowball, and then he. Um, struck the boy with the butt of his rifle. He got bloodied up a little bit from that, went around the corner to where his dad was in the bar. Uh-huh. And uh, everyone came out, you know, and started a riot in the streets, and that's what set off the, the Boston Massacre. Boston was this, Massacre. You know, 
other things that happened, but, you know, it definitely, um, you know, involves all these, like, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, bad things. And supposedly down there, they're even today, there's, uh, you know, devil worship down there at Hell's Hollow Road. Oh. Uh, which is, uh, you know, people claim that they have uh, on this, you know, black still pond down there with these, um, you know, worship services. And some folks believe that the British soldiers were doing the same kind of rituals down there and that the, the murder was part of a ritual of some of these guys that had sort of broken off from the oh. rest or hiding down there. You know, so there's kind of a lot of, you know, stories. It's like a connection, like all around New England. And, you know, down there in, in Rhode Island, you have all the, the vampire stories, like the Tilling Gas and the right. Percy Brown and, you know, our American vampires. So it's, it's there's a lot around New England to draw from, you know, even though I we're mean, in Boston. The, the, there's a lot of tragedy in Boston. Oh, I mean, and unusual stuff. I mean, for instance, you know, you know like the, the Coconut Grove fire was, was mm-hmm. devastating. And, and uh, you know, it's just a, I believe it's just a parking lot now. But uh, a lot well, it's of actually a say, hotel there now and, and oh, a parking garage. Um, yes. But, yeah, we don't get down that far. I mean, it's it's an interesting story. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, there's um, – but, yeah, there's, a, uh, there's a, a large loss of life there. And I haven't – been involved in any investigations of that, but I have been down with some people investigating where the station fire was in Rhode Island. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Oh, I bet. Who would want to go down there? there? No offense. I, I would not want to go there. Mm. Uh, I mean, okay. yeah, well, they have a great memorial that they're putting up for the people. And, uh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of um, people got pictures, you know, mm-hmm. while, while we were looking there, like of orbs. And, right. you know, when they blow up the orbs a lot of times, um, you know, they see, like, images in there, like faces right. or faces and so and forth. forth. You know, so, one of uh, them that someone got uh, down there had an orb with uh, a man playing the guitar inside of it. Oh, weird. <laughs> wow. So sure are you a paranormal investigator, Tom? I, I'm not, but I'm very interested in it, and I go, I'll go out with a lot of them. I meet a lot of them, you know, for uh-huh. doing the tours, and they, so they invite me. And, <laughs> right. you know, I, I like to go, like, occasionally, but I don't have the you know, the interest in it to go out and do it, like, all the time and buy all the equipment, right. stuff like that. So it's kind of a recreational thing for you? I, it's a real That's hobby okay. for people, and they, uh, some of them, even without, you know, really large incomes, I mean, invest, like, a tremendous amount of their oh, yeah. money <laughs> in, in doing it. It's, it's really a neat group of people. They're very dedicated, and yeah. they're, they're not, you know, out there, um, you know, hacking around or playing games. They're really into it. Oh, right, right, right. right. Actually, I was lucky to do an investigation at the uh, Parker House, which was pretty cool. Oh, I was going to ask about that. Yeah. Really? Oh, the Parker House is amazing, yeah. I, I yeah, was just going to say, is the Parker House haunted? It's got to be haunted. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you, uh, what stories have you heard about it, Tom? Um, just several, you know, especially, um, you know, the, the whole legend of the room, uh, 1309, and and you know, that whole um, Stephen King short story, you know, being um, based on that property, even oh, though in the movie it's set in New York, um, you know, supposedly people claim that he really was writing about the, the Parker House. Oh, I didn't know, know that. That's neat. Yeah, and um, so and there is a room there that they don't rent out that sort of fits the uh, mm. the bill for his story, even though maybe he's changed a number of things. He's he's a lot like that. Um, what do they call it? The Lovecraft style. Uh-huh. Changes the name of everything to to keep off uh, everybody's bad list. <laughs> <laughs> I think Stephen King, um, 
you know, credits himself with being sort of like a Lovecraft-style writer. I, I think so, too. I mean, we were lucky enough that uh, we were with uh, Chronicle. They were doing a, a bit, and so we were able to get into, um, I won't say which room, but a, speci- a specific room there where a haunting uh has, a ghostly figure has been seen many, many times, and and other things have happened as well. And uh, yeah, it was, it's a neat place, but they they're not too too open to, to paranormal investigating uh, at all. Actually, <laughs> they have good roles too. Do they really? <laughs> you never heard I, of Parker House roles? No. Oh, they invented <laughs> the Parker House role there. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Parker came to Boston from Paris, Maine. At you know, twenty years old, worked in the restaurant business for one year, and then bought out the the owner. Wow! And um, became the top restaurant tour in, in the city, the Parker's Restaurant there, and he attracted people from all over the world. In fact, they had the the Saturday Night Club there, mm-hmm. and all of the famous authors would come there every Saturday night religiously. The the transcendentalists like uh, Emerson, Alcott, Thoreau, mm-hmm. uh, uh, who's the, the other one that wrote House of Seven Gables. Um, uh, Hawthorne. Hawthorne, thank you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, all of them would be there every Saturday night. And then those folks also all chose to be buried together, uh, which I don't know if you're aware of that, but in Sleepy Hollow Cemetery, which is appropriate yep. for a group of authors to be buried at Sleepy Hollow Cemetery right behind the town hall in Concord. Concord There's yeah. uh, Authors Ridge there. Mm-hmm. And I've been up there with a number of paranormal investigators, and nobody ever seems to get anything over there. And, um, <laughs> Some spiritualist people that I've talked to credit it to them being so transformed that they just all, you know, have moved on. Ah. And they don't get any communication. Oh, actually, with a, a couple of them used to uh, uh, hang out at the uh, the the old manse there. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. Hawthorne. Yeah, that was, what was the manse? That was one of their homes. Have you heard ghost stories of there? Of the... I've, I've investigated oh, yeah. it many times, uh, and actually it's it's really a good place as far as uh, uh, physical things that happen. I was addressing a, a group one there one time, and it was 35 people, and I was in the bookstore, and one of the books just come flying off this sh- shelf right by me and went flying wow. into there. I mean, it's not like it fell down and went flying by me. I mean, 35 no, people saw <laughs> Yeah, 35 people. Damn, I didn't they see missed it because you. it was behind me. <laughs> Jeez. They're probably like, oh, I'm throwing a book at this guy. <laughs> He's out of here. Yeah. So, and yeah, they, people say that they see uh, Emerson at the um, the library there in Boston, um, the Antheneum, mm-hmm. and that he was actually quoted as saying that if he had to spend the rest of eternity in one building, that that would be the place where he would choose. <laughs> really? And, uh, there you go. See him there, and then um, in the graveyard right out in front of there, there's a, a man buried right in front of the library um, windows, which are lit up at night when we walk by in the tour. You can see the room mm-hmm. where the man who's buried right in front of it, there's a book in there bound in his um, skin. Oh. They, they, used, they used to bind books with human skin. Oh, this was gross. some kind of a bat. He had a bat with a friend or something. I don't know exactly how that wound up in his will, but they did. Um, follow through on it and, oh. you know, and a piece of the skin from his back and then bind up a book. There was a, uh, in my book goes today, uh, there was a, a guy that murdered these two people and what they ended up doing to him is they made wallets out of him and stuff. <laughs> oh, that's nasty. 
Not well, to the criminal. Colonial times, I guess I, yeah. I, I learned that, and just recently that um, as people convicted of capital crimes, um, they felt the, the spiritual belief back then was that um, they, if they bound the court case with your skin as the, the binding leather, that it would bind your soul to your crime. Oh, and there you so go. For every capital criminal that was executed, they um, did this for a period of time. And there's like wow. a complete set of these books somewhere, I think, at some oh. university somewhere, um, of all the you know capital criminals. They had their, the books bound in their skin. Oh, my God. Oh, that's hideous. <laughs> oh. Now, I have a question about, um, you're talking about the gentleman who who's, um, has the book. And, or, now, it, it, it's his grave that's right in front of the, the library? Anthonyum. Yeah, right in front of the Anthonyum, which abuts the, the cemetery. The granary, um, right? The, that is the granary burial ground, correct, yes. Right, okay, I thought but, so, because I'm, I'm pretty sure I know exactly what you're talking about, because I, I have all those pictures in my cemetery tripping, too, if you guys, if anybody wants to look at it. They have the granary, the central burying ground, and King's Chapel, they're all, they're all on there, but I know exactly what you mean, um, that particular grave. Excellent. And, the, <laughs> and then there's a lot of, um, you know, different people. I, I don't, cause, you know, we're doing this for so long. I mean, you attract a, a, a lot of interested folks, like psychics, mm-hmm. and right. things come on tour all the time, and they volunteer, you know, certain things that they get. It's just interesting, like, how many different ones of them that have no connection to each other will give you the same information. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's cool. Over. That's very cool. Now, I, I, I know that in my book, Ghost of the Day, we, we talk about the two uh, women ghosts in the Boston Common. Do, are you familiar with them? I don't know um, the two women ghosts. I mean, if, and, you know, if they're on another tour or in a book, we, we wouldn't probably talk about it. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, just because of, you know, copyright issues and things like that. So we don't, we don't like no, to take anybody else. It's, it's common, book. actually. I don't, it's, 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 it's my book, and it's common. The the uh, ghost stories are common. Uh, uh, you know, they, they're, they're public in many domain. Places. Yeah, they're public domain. They're in many places. So, anyways, uh, anyway, believe it or not, uh, we just heard the uh, bell, which means the pizza's here. So we've got to wrap up the show. <laughs> so, okay. Tom, I, dead is here. I, I want to thank you so much for for coming on, and uh, once again, give out your website. Oh, it's. Uh... LanternTours.com, and thanks so much for having us on, and we appreciate it. Oh, you're anything, welcome. Anything else you want to add at all? Great. No, just, um, you know, keep an eye out. We we have um, some promotions coming right up with, like, Living Social and that type of thing. Yeah. If anyone's interested in the tour, um, in the next, like, month or so, it'll be on. If you join up on Living Social or um, Groupon, which are both, you can go through our website to get to it. We don't you know, hide it from people, um, to get, you know, the half-price tickets. So for, you know, people who are from around the area, right. um, that's great, you know, value for anybody who's interested. And, um, hope, you know, you folks are welcome to come on the tour, too, with your crew. If you want to just let us know, we'll have to have you. <laughs> I don't yeah, think you there. want us to be there. <laughs> yeah, there. Especially, yeah. Yeah. We'll be disruptive. We're always yeah. disruptive. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll make yours a private tour. We, we know. <laughs> that might be safer. Tom, thank you so much for being on the show, and you have a good night, and try to stay warm. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Yeah, bye now.
Ooh, wow, that's, no, I want to go. I want to go both doors. I know. Isn't this sound cool? Yes. Yes, we can wear our hats. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Absolutely. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I have to tell you, it's going to be warmer, though, or I ain't going. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, we'll go in the spring. We'll go in the summer. There you go. That's you a go. better time. As long as you drive, I'm not driving. All right, I'm driving. Road trip. You know, I'm, I'm such a weenie. You know that. Gone. Yes, I do, actually. <laughs> Anyways, I hear the music. It's time to uh, I know. wrap it up. That flew by. Wow. It did. So, anyways, uh, I want to mention once again, yeah, we'll be at the Circles of Wisdom in February. You can go on our website. It'll be up there shortly. February 19th. And February 19th. There you go. And also my new class of Paranormal CSI at Northern Essex starts at the end of the month. So I think there's a couple spots available. So if you contact Northern Essex, uh, you can join that. Take Paranormal CSI. Until then, and don't forget, don't forget Colleen, too. So That's remember right. in our prayers. Please. Good night. God bless. Thanks, everyone. Good night. From goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night, deliver us, good Lord.